Hello, everybody. Welcome to Podcast Ellipse Now. We are journeying through space. It is Jason and Max. How you doing, bud? I like the podcast lips background, but I don't, I don't think we need to be in space. <laughs> no, I meant to put that up, and uh, honestly, it had totally slipped my mind. <laughs> All right, there we go. Everything is yeah. dead. I prefer that. <laughs> um, yeah, what's up? How's it going? It's going good, man. It's going well. I am... Um, I am excited to be a hip hop fan again. We talked a little bit about that last week, but um, I just checked out the new J Cole album. And um, for for years, I'd heard Eminem talking about J Cole and a few of the other rappers that I like. Logic mentions them quite a bit. And I finally was like, all right, I'll listen to J Cole. He just released a new album. And if his old stuff's anything like his new album, then I need to be listening to more of this guy. And uh, yeah. I also gave um, Run the Jewels an extensive listening to yesterday. Uh, yeah, if you haven't been listening to Run the Jewels, you're missing out. Um, Killer Mike is just one of my favorite people now. Um, the Run the Jewels is sick, but uh, I, I really enjoy all the uh, the extraneous stuff that Killer Mike does. He does a lot of uh, you know just helping black people and and advocacy for for change and and for uh, you know just getting the right stuff done. So yeah, I love Run the Jewels. Um, they're they're pretty fucking sick. Um, yeah, and J Cole has been around. I I have not listened to a lot of J Cole, but uh, I've also just heard constantly like you need to be listening to J Cole. So yeah, it's it's I, I guess his uh, his his track record runs pretty deep. So yeah, yeah dude. Apparently, check out J Cole. <laughs> the, the dude is great, and uh, I was listening to Jay Z four forty four, which was his last album he did by himself. And uh, I, I slept on it when it first came out. But see, unlike Snoop, Jay-Z's lyrics mature with each album he puts out. On this new one, you know, he's talking about how he has changed as a man to be there for his daughter. He can no longer be the player. He talks about, you know, cheating on Beyonce with Brianna and how that almost cost him so much in his life. And, and it's good. Like, it's not just, you know, you're not just listening to a billionaire whine. Jay-Z is such a talented artist that uh, and he... he he talks about his mom finding out his mom was gay. Like Jay Jay Z's matured a lot on this last <laughs> few albums, and uh, then he also had an album out called The Carters that he did with Beyonce. That if anybody hasn't listened to yet, it's freaking great. But uh, yeah, I'm just I'm just glad to see my favorite genre of music like back on the rise. Granted, most of these are old guys that are just coming back to to help breathe the life into it. But I mean, there are some young guys: J Cole, Run the Jewels, uh, Logic. I think Logic just retired, but I mean, Logic is freaking on another level lyrically. It's it's amazing to me, and his story is amazing. Logic, you grew up uh, mixed, half black, half white. His mom, who was white, was racist, so she would call him all these horrible names growing up. Even though she and slept then, with the black dude, uh, she apparently had tons of babies. And so Logic at home, like, how, how are you going to call him names when you fuck the dude that? The, 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 that's fucked up. I mean, like that, yeah. that's yeah, no, that uh, that does not make any sense to me at all. Yeah, he talks about you know his mom being racist against him because he's black, but he goes to school and everybody thinks he's white, and he can't uh, associate with the black people because they think he's too white. He can't associate with the white people because they think he's too dark. And uh, yeah, his story is fascinating, and uh, I've been really digging listening to his albums the way he flows. But uh, I have a funny, or not really a funny, but a Crazy news story here. So police swarm home 
of mortified mom who left her corpse outside. Wait, so, what? There we go. All right. The hazards of not properly disposing of a fake body. Uh, a UK woman was mortified after an errantly placed Halloween prop prompted a squad of 10 police officers to surround her home on the suspicion that she'd committed murder. I arrived <laughs> home from the school run to see two police cars driving away from outside my house. The fiasco was sparked by a dummy wrapped in a garbage bag and duct tape that the mother <laughs> of two had used as a spooky decoration at a holiday kids party. My five-year-old is really into dressing up for every occasion, so we did the inside up with a circus theme, and he dressed as it, said Luis. So the prop in the garden was part of our theme. Oh, I, there's a picture, too. Hold on. I'm going to throw this up on the screen for those that uh, are watching us, not listening. To this. <laughs> she did a good job in the parks department. Like, seriously. That was, that's... <laughs> yeah, that uh, works. That works. Like, can, can you imagine if like, your house is decorated for Halloween or a party or whatever, and then you get a swarm of cops because your neighbors think that you just have a body chilling by your fence? No, no, I'm, I'm too black for that prop. There's, there's no way I get away with that in America and live. <laughs> nope. Yeah, I mean, I guess. <laughs> nope, see, she, she's a white lady. She can do that stuff. <laughs> I'm not even playing like that. She had kept it in her garden since November. Like, maybe... <laughs> and then the neighbors didn't notice until now? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I'd do it again, only I'd put some fish in there and just have it laying out. <laughs> and then when the neighbors call again, like, no, seriously, uh, it smells it's now. A, yeah, it's a dead body for sure. It's definitely a dead body. No, no. It smells like rotting flesh. Gotcha again. <laughs> That's utter ridiculousness. Uh, I mean, I mean, like, yeah, also, you kind of had it coming. You know, like, you got what looks like a dead body wrapped up sitting on your front porch. Like, what do you expect to happen? Right? Like, yeah. uh, I don't understand how she's mortified in the situation. You know, like, you had a dead body wrapped up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> are there any more fun stories? That's what I got so far. Oh, okay. Uh, this is probably going to be a short episode of Podcast Clips. <laughs> but uh, I just have a little bit of suburban woes. I've got some. Oh. All right. So I, I go to my girlfriend's kid's soccer game, right? And there's a kid on the other team. And, like, you either wear a white shirt or a blue shirt, right? This kid, he's got a green shirt on because he they were supposed to wear white, and he didn't have a white shirt. So they put a green shirt on him. So already this kid stands out like a sore thumb. And I'm like, I, I, I don't like you because you can't you can't bring a white shirt to play. And I don't like your parents because this isn't rocket surgery. It's t- two shirts, right? <laughs> like where the where they get the green shirt from? I mean, it might have been a goalie shirt or something. I don't I don't fucking know. But so this kid, right? And, and he is just the most extra kid on the field, like falling down flopping around, looking around for the ref. And I'm like, A, you've watched too much Major League and World Cup soccer, men's soccer, where they think that, you know, anytime somebody brushes by them, they can just flop onto the ground and start crying, and the ref has got to stop the game and yada, yada, yada. So, like, this is this is that. And then also, 
you, you, your parents and your coaches have let you do this so much that you think that it's okay to do during the game. Like, I can't stand, and it starts now. Like, it starts when they're young. And it, it's on the coaches, it's on the parents. When your kid starts flopping around and looking for a stinking ref, make it run laps. Like, I, I, no, you are fine. You're, you're holding up the game. You're, you're making a big deal over nothing. And he's going to grow up to think that that's okay. And I, I, I just, I hate this little kid. <laughs> I saw myself getting more and more annoyed at this little boy. <laughs> Well, first of all, it's not hard to run to Walmart and just buy a plain white T-shirt if you don't have your white T-shirt. Like, right? It's so simple. They're cheap. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like, so I you, mean... could even, you could even ask a friend, hey, do you have a white shirt my kid can borrow? Anything. There's, there's, there's like a laundry list of things that you can do to fix the white shirt situation, right? Maybe but even no. a yellow shirt, but not a green shirt. Like, it's Seriously. A... It's a bright green shirt. He looks like the goalie running around the entire field. But he thinks he's hot shit, and you can tell. And then, like, any time he brushes up next to somebody, he does this, like, flail flop thing, and and, and is looking around for the ref like, oh, oh. And I'm just, oh, my God, I want to slap this little kid. Like, oh, oh, parents, okay? Don't take, don't allow your children to do this, okay? Do not allow it. When you see them start flopping around, get their ass up and make them run laps or something they don't want to do. Like it, it, it's it's not cool. It's not fun for anyone involved, and it does not help the game. And it doesn't help them be. A, a, this is the person he's going to grow up to be. Okay, like you can stop it now. Now is the time. So yeah, I was I was just getting more and more angry. Um, and then of course he scores the game winning goal, and I'm just like, fuck this kid, fuck this fucking kid. <laughs> And he like he scores the game winning goal and and like they're not supposed to be doing a lot of celebration and everything, but you see him like yeah, yeah, like finger gunning around it. Oh, oh my goodness! I just wanted to slap this kid. That's it. Like I just wanted to do one good slap for this kid because he's just a piece of shit and his parents are letting it happen. Like they're not, they're not helping him. He's gonna grow up to be an asshole person. Like he's just gonna grow up to be a shit person that we have to deal with later. <laughs> parents. Don't take this shit from your kids. <laughs> so, speaking of children, Max, the Sperminator, who's close to fathering 100 children, says, don't focus <clears throat> on me. New York college professor Ari Nagel has fathered more than 80 children and has more on the way. The 44-year-old ex- educator has made headlines in the past for his frequent sperm donations, which has earned him the nickname the Sperminator from national tabloids. He will be providing a life update in a new interview with Dr. Oz. I have 77 children, that's true. But then you look at the three women that we just saw on the screen, and they don't have 77 children. For them, it's about them having their first child or their second. So it's not so much. Don't focus on me. You more focus on them. You just, they want to have a family. You're not a father if you're just a sperm donor, first of all. Yeah. Because, you know, like, I mean, does he pay child support for those 77 kids? Like, that's what I want to know. <laughs> like, but no, he's, there's no there's no uh, obligation for him. There's no, yeah, he's just jacking off into a cup. Yeah, and you don't, like, I guess he was on um, uh, to tell the truth with Anthony Anderson, too, about it. But uh, <laughs> you're obviously, at this point, using it to get fame. Because aren't most of those things kept quiet? Yeah, you're like you're not really supposed to know. 
you know, like, or you know, be, be in touch with or anything like that. You're like, oh, somebody else used your spur. I, I, I didn't, I didn't know that they told you that even when somebody did use, you know, like, did some of the kids get together and find out? Is, is that how it? It doesn't say. All it says is he has 15 women but, currently pregnant in Alabama. Well, but it's not to him Florida. having 15 women currently pregnant. Like, they went to the sperm bank to have a child because there's no other option for them, right? Like, that's, he's not banging these women. When did Dr. Oz become Maury? Like, I thought Dr. Oz was supposed well, no, to be. But it's not even Maury because, again, like, he's not the father. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Why is this a thing? That's that's why I'm bringing it up. Like, I don't I don't know why this is a thing. It's not like this guy's actively raising them. It's not like he's the uh, guy from um, Sister Wives who has (laughs) about 88 children. (laughs) Yeah. This guy is just you know jerking off into a cup. No, I mean like if he was like fielding whole sports teams of children and like actually taking care of them on a farm somewhere. That would be an interesting story to me, but like I, some guy goes and jacks off into a cup. Like I really don't need that story. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, that's fucking weird. Um, but okay, you know, I guess the they don't stop him from going to the sperm bank. You know, like is he? You said he's a doctor. Yeah. So I guess he's got like good possible good genetics. You know, like he can pass down some intelligence or some shit like that, but. I mean, he's also a guy who frequents the fucking sperm bank. So, I mean, do you really want that? <laughs> like, when you find out that this dude's sperm's like, I, I, I guess it's good sperm, you know? Like, hey, you're probably going to have a kid. This guy's got the super sperm. Like, yeah, whatever. It's whatever. But I think you should only be allowed to have so many children because then you're going to enter into a Genghis Khan situation where you, like, change the whole field of fucking... <laughs> like everybody in existence, you know, like Genghis Khan did so much fucking that like everyone is related to Genghis Khan and like from the like tri county area, you know, like like no, they, they, like you shouldn't allow that to happen. <laughs> wow, wow, <laughs> yeah, that's that's weird and gross, but yeah, whatever. Right, I got one last one. Right. <laughs> Michigan man builds poop wall after dispute with neighbors. <laughs> All right. Um, Jesus, I don't know why this keeps asking that actually pulled the story. A man has reportedly reta- retaliated against a neighbor with cow dung in a small Michigan town. Of course, Michigan. Wayne yep. Lambarth, the neighbor who claims a 250 foot wall of manure was erected following a property line dispute. He 250 had with a feet. Farm. Yeah. How tall was it? Uh, I don't know. It's got to be wide, right? 250 feet 250 wide. feet long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got to be long. Dispute he had with a fellow farm owner last year, according to Fox 2 Detroit. Hey, I mean, if you want to get somebody to stop coming on your land, I think that's the way to go about it. Or everybody. If you want to get everybody to stop coming on your land. <laughs> that's commitment, though. I mean, that's that I mean, is does, does it circle his whole property, or just the edge with that neighbor? <laughs> Let's see if I have a picture that I can pull up of it. Oh my god! Oh my god! That is fucking. Where do you get all that poop from? <laughs> I mean, that's not a really good picture, but you can kind of see it. Yeah, so it's like three feet high. 
I mean, it, oh it, my god, it it makes your point. I think. Um. Yeah, I think a hundred feet makes your point. Two hundred and fifty <laughs> is fucking commitment. Oh my god, what is? I don't. You could probably smell that two miles away. I don't know, man. It smelled pretty bad outside here in Ohio. So <laughs> maybe the wind was blowing down from from old poop farmer down in Detroit. Oh my goodness, that's disgusting. That yeah. is gross. That's definitely a thing. That is definitely a thing. But I want to talk about something else because this isn't really geeky and we have not discussed it on any podcast yet. But you and I are both fans of the reality show, The Circle. Okay. Like, did you expect <laughs> to be a fan of this? I didn't because no, I remember when I, I... I'm not really a fan of reality, tele, quote unquote, reality television, but I enjoy I'm enjoying the show. I, I don't see why you got like, you just put me on blast about liking the circle all the fucking time. I mean, I, uh, <laughs> listen, listen, when I sat down to watch the circle, um, initially I was like, you know what? People at work are talking about this. I'm going to watch an episode and then I'm going to be done. And it was after the fact they were all up. And then the next day I had watched it all. <laughs> I was 100% in so much so that I watched the Brazil and, uh, the France one as well, and uh, yeah, no, I watched a few episodes of the France one with you. Like, I, I, I was already kind of into the show. Like, I don't see why this is such a big deal. Like, is all I'm saying. I don't understand. Just, it's surprising that either of us like it because if you read it on paper, it doesn't sound fascinating. But the way they edit and the people that they choose to be on the show, they they do a really good job of packaging this reality show. Two people like it's very addicting. Yeah, it's very. Oh, yeah. Addicting. And uh, they do a good job where you know, like they they try to end it on the on the cliffhanger. So you gotta you gotta you actually stop watching the show in the middle of an episode versus the end of the episode. Um, so you know, yeah, they, it, it's well packaged. It, it does a good job. I like what I like is to see if they find out who the catfish is. So like I mean, that's that's what I'm interested in. That's that's what I I, I, I want to see go down. But you know it's 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 all right. It's an all right show. I I mean, I, I can't recommend it because I feel like it is still bad reality television. But I am enjoying it. Fascinating reality TV. In it. That's the way <laughs> I will put it. It's fascinating. Well, you're it's you're like, trying to get on the show. So. Yeah, I want to be on the show. One hundred percent want to be on the show. I don't know if I'm going to catfish or what I'm going to do, but I'm... I don't think you should try to catfish. I, I feel like that would hurt you as a player. I feel like you should just be genuine and, and try to... You're a good guy. People like you already. So I don't I don't see why you should try to to mess around with that and play something you're not. Yeah. Just but, uh, uh, wigs and then take some nice photos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. It's totally... Rock the wig for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm not almost forty. What do you shut up? I got hair. See, you look at my flowing lock. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so you know, I say go there and play the game straight up, and uh, I feel like you'll do well See, if you get on. I hope you get on, you know, because then I can be like, oh my god, Jason's on the circus. <laughs> then I'll really be watching. Now make you watch it. I won't tell you if I want or not. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> I mean, you'll know because I'll have a new car. But I mean, I mean, I'll know by the time you come home. It's like, okay, if it's two, you're like, I'm going to do the circle, and you come back a day later. I'm like, well, I guess that lasted a fucking long time. <laughs> now you got to stay for the whole month because you have to be on the final episode. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, they keep you. 
And even if I got they lock Alfred, you in the basement. <laughs> even if I got Alfred, that's still a month in freaking England. Yeah, I that's, mean, that's a vacation. It's not a bad time. It's not a bad time. Do you, do you have anything else to talk about? Uh, no, not really. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just uh, I just had this recent suburban woe pop up. Um, but uh, I want to get back into having to do more podcast lips. So, you know, we got to. We're trying for weekly. Right now, we're rolling bi-weekly, so we'll see. I think bi-weekly is okay. I, 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 I can definitely deal with that at a, at a minimum. But uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Check out Three Geeks Live every Sunday at noon. Um, the 16th episode, we're going to have some sort of a best of, maybe some interviews. I haven't put it together yet. That one will not be live because we had a, we had a whole show planned, but we lost our two guests and then... Some other guys got busy, so it just didn't make sense to do it. Yeah, they were getting show. busy. With the mm. two people. But uh, I need oh, the week yeah. out, so, you know, whatever. I got some <laughs> fascinating interviews coming down the pipe. Uh, some more solo interviews with me and some celebrities. That's been a lot of fun, man. I'm I'm not as uncomfortable doing solo interviews. Well, I, I mean, I, you're not bad at it, so I don't see why you should be uncomfortable. <laughs> it used to, man. I used to be like, uh... Oh, well, yeah. No, I'm, I I can't interview anyone that I've like appreciated in any sort of thing, or else I just start geeking out. Like I I go full fanboy, and I can't help it. So that that's why I don't do a lot of the interviews. But uh, if it's people that I've never heard of before, I can I can do a pretty good interview. <laughs> uh, Mr. McCartney, so what was it like being with the Beatles? That was pretty cool, right? <laughs> yeah, do you remember? Uh, do you remember when you wrote that song? Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so no, I'm not, I'm not good. I'm, a, I'm a fanboy, but, uh, but no, you, you do a good job. So, like, that's, I don't see why you should, you should not be nervous or, or feel uncomfortable. But a lot of stuff coming down. Check out the Larry Hankin project. It's at Patreon forward slash Larry Hankin. Support John and I by checking out that project. We worked really, really hard on it with Justin. Justin did an amazing job with editing, and uh, yeah. So everybody out there, follow us on. Everything at 3Geeks Podcast, 3Geeks.Ninja, and have a great day. Recycle your droids.